In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes to us and gives us instruction so that we may live and have faith. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's kind of a reality of our world that we have tech support. We have this thing that we call into. We, we have this thing where if our computer isn't quite working well, that we have these numbers that we can call up and we can say, hey, uh, things aren't working so well and it's kind of above my pay grade to figure out what's going on. So uh, can you, the person on the other end of this 1-800 number, can you tell me how to fix this? And because God has a sense of humor, I had already written this sermon and last night... Our internet connection at home was just miserably slow. And I thought to myself, no, really? God, come on. And so I had to call up the, the tech support at CenturyLink and say, hey, you know what? My, my internet connection is really, really slow. I can barely get anything up on my browser. Is there anything that you can do to help me? And the nice lady on the other end of the line, who happened to be in North Carolina, told me how to go about getting my internet back to its normal and regular speed. Well, sometimes we treat God sort of like tech support. Sometimes we treat God sort of like uh, that person that is on the other end that's helping us try to figure out what's going on in our lives, trying to help us figure out why it seems like our righteousness is so slow, why it seems like everything in our lives seems to be colliding with one another, and why it seems that we're just so miserable some days. And that's what Psalm 119 is all about. It's God giving instructions to us. And actually the person in Psalm 119 is writing the longest psalm that we have in the Bible about God's instructions being given to His people. Over and over again, 22 stanzas that go along with the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. This guy who's writing this down is saying, Lord, how I love your instructions, how I love your law, how I love your commandments. And to us, sometimes it feels like it's not just quite right. Because we are Americans. We don't really want anybody to tell us what to do. We don't really like it when people tell us where to go and what to do and how to do it. Instead, we want to know exactly what we're going to do on our own. We want to make those decisions on our own. And it's only when things begin to break down that we go to other people and we ask them for instructions. You see, before... My internet went down. I was perfectly fine not knowing what it meant to renew my windsock, whatever that meant. I was perfectly okay just understanding that if I clicked on the little Google Chrome thing on my computer that all of a sudden the internet came up and it was magical and it was great. But all of a sudden it was really slow and I needed some help. And I knew that I needed some help, and thankfully I knew how I could get that help. 
if I just dug into my files and found that 1-800 number and my account number, I could call up and that lady in North Carolina could answer the phone and tell me how to figure things out. You see, when we're looking for instructions, we're usually at a point of desperation. We're at a point where we've tried everything on our own and it just doesn't seem to work. And that's how we live our lives pretty much most of the time, where we try to figure out how we're going to live our lives just on our own. We figure that we are good enough to make the decisions that we need to make, that we have all of the knowledge that we need to make the decisions that we're going to make, and nobody should really be able to tell us what decisions we're supposed to make. That's not a very humble attitude to take towards life but it's the one that we take most often until we get into trouble. And then we start going into this dance that we're presented in this stanza of Psalm 119. You see, in this psalm, there's basically three parts to it. The first part is this part where the person is pleading with God. Teach me how to do these things. I need your instruction. I need something to help me figure out how to do this. I need the knowledge and I need the ability to go out and do these things. And that's the first part of it. And then there's this second part where, and this happened to me yesterday too, where the person on the other end says, well, the whole reason that you have this problem is because you messed it up, mister. And we're led to repentance and saying, okay, maybe I shouldn't be making all of my decisions on my own. And then we get to the last point where it's this confirmation of, did I really talk to the right person? Did this problem really get resolved? And those three parts of this psalm this morning really echo what it's like for us to have our conversations with God. Because, you see, when we get into trouble, we have these conversations with Him. Lord, I don't know what to do in this relationship. Lord, I don't know how to handle this. Lord, can you just put me on the right path once again? I promise I I won't do wrong this time. I won't turn away this time. And God says, here's my instructions for you. I've written them down in this book. Go ahead and read them. I've written down how you can live a life that follows me. I've written down how you can live a life that is like my son's life. I've written down what it means to be righteous. What it means to live a life that is without any sort of reproach or shame. I've written that down for you. Here you go. But then when we get that, it becomes really obvious to us. Well, this just shows me what I've done wrong. This just shows me that I need to turn away. I need to turn my eyes away from worthless things, from vanities, is actually what it says in the psalm here, which is an interesting word when you look at it in its original context. That word is actually a word that is used within the Hebrew language for false gods, for things that aren't really truly God, 
the things that people worship. And what are some of those things in our lives that we worship? We can come up with probably some of the easy ones. You know, money and possessions, and maybe we have this unhealthy attachment to another human being, but so often the thing that we need to turn most from, the thing that we are most vain about, is that we can put together this life ourselves and we don't need anybody to help us. That's the most vain part of our existence usually. And when we ask God for His instruction, it becomes so clear to us. I need your help. I need to turn away from this vanity. I need to turn towards your instructions. I need to do what you have given me to do. But then the question comes up, am I really talking to the right guy? Because we have all sorts of religions and faiths and even non-faiths out there that claim to be the truth. That claim to be the thing that will fix your life. The thing that might give you a better life now. Or the thing that might make you richer or more handsome or whatever it is that you most want. There's all of those things out there that are competing And so we're looking to God for some confirmation. We're looking to God for a confirmation of who He is. That this is actually going to work for us. That we can actually trust Him and His instructions. Because you see, instructions themselves, they're kind of dime a dozen. But instructions that work, those are pretty rare. Instructions that work and do no harm, those are even more rare. And Christ stands in the middle of those instructions and says, You can trust me. You can trust my instructions. And I give myself as their guarantee. I give myself as their confirmation. I give myself as the thing that lets you know that these things are true. He gave himself on that cross, showing you that his instructions are true. That if you have faith in him, your sins will be forgiven. He hung on that cross for you to be the guarantee of your salvation. To be the guarantee that it really, eventually, matters very little what happens in this life. As long as you follow that most important instruction of His to follow Him. To receive His love, to receive His forgiveness, to receive His joy. And that comes with His guarantee. The guarantee of His body and His blood broken and shed on that cross for you. So that then you can go and follow those instructions and trust them completely. Amen.